Welcome to the School of Leadership HQ. Unscripted conversations with D. Hicks and Donnie Kitigua about tips, tools, and success stories of high-impact leaders across the country. Thanks for joining us. Well, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time zone you're in, literally, or in your mind. And thanks for joining us today. You'll hear a, a different quality on the HQ podcast than normal because we are using a really fancy um, Zoom H6 handy recorder. Pretty nice, but it's also got this uh, stereo portable microphone we're using that goes with it. And the reason that we're doing it this way is we're not sitting in a studio. You'll hear us moving around, the rustling of our coats. We are actually mobile coming back from a meeting with some of our favorite people up in the north end of the Puget Sound area today outside of Seattle. And we are parked at a ferry terminal getting ready to transit across the Puget Sound out to the uh, Kitsap Peninsula. And uh, you'll hear, hear that. That noise right there, that was Donnie's coffee cup, and that's my coat, and uh, we thought we'd give this a try, although it might be a little annoying for you to hear all that stuff in the background. That's partly because this recorder is incredibly high quality. So let's see. If it's not too annoying, this might actually make it into one of our podcasts. So I'm here today with Donnie Kitigua. <clears throat> Donnie, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Um, well, this, this is going to make it because I'm on this iPod. Cast. By the way, your voice sounds really good in the car like this. It's really? almost like singing in a bathroom. Well, it must be because I'm driving my Z4. Oh, yeah. Tell people a little bit about the car we're sitting inside of so uh, they can picture where we are. It's no biggie. It's no biggie. I got this car back in 2012. Yeah, yeah. 2012. No, yeah. actually, it was the spring of 2013. Well, it was for my... That's right. It was for my... That's right. 2013. It was a present to myself for my 50th. Good birthday. God. So that means if that was five years ago and it was for your 50th... Yes. You are the speed limit in central Washington. <laughs> well, at least I'm not the speed limit in Kingston. In Kingston, which like, is like 70. Which is your age, right? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, not quite. So I'm not 70. I can see You're 70. You're not? No, I can see 70 oh, from here. If wow. I squint and look a long ways, 10 years out into the distance. I just hope I look as good as you when I turn 70. Wow. That was a complisult, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You guys know what a complisult is. That's when somebody gives you a compliment, but when you ponder it, you realize it was really more of an insult. Yeah. It's like saying, you know, you look good for your age. <laughs> and they have no idea what your age is. Pretty oh, interesting. we got security here. We have the state patrol walking by us right now with their dog checking out all no, these cars. There's no dog. Getting ready. Yeah, he was on the other side. Oh, See okay. that? Yeah, that creature. I thought he they were yeah. laying off people and he started sniffing the cars himself. Yeah. <laughs> Budget cuts. Budget cuts. So on the ferry system, um, this is one of the areas where where our national security administration, whatever they're called now, homeland security, that's homeland, what they're called. Yes. Sounds so, I don't know, it sounds so 1944. Doesn't it sound creepy. like a TV series, though? So, Homeland. Homeland Security. Yeah, it does, yeah. Anyway, this is one of those places where they're kind of nervous about uh, all kinds of activities. So they have bomb-sniffing dogs. Bomb-sniffing dogs, not bum-sniffing dogs. So 
You'll also hear cars driving by, all kinds of fun stuff. So, Donnie Kirgua. Yes. We're sitting here in your Z4, which you bought yes. yourself for your 50th birthday. It's a black Z4. And it's paid for already. Paid for already. Good for mm. you. You just put, took some money out of your hefty salary and just bought it. Yeah, I actually used part of my clothing allowance. Just to buy this car, to yeah. To pay for the remaining balance. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a little statement that you said for our friend Sharon. Sharon, boo. Hey, boo. She's one of our 11 listeners, I think. Yeah, but she's one, of my, she's one of my all-time, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people on this earth. She's good people. Yeah. She is good people. I love Boo. There comes a big truck going by us. You'll hear that in the background. I'll, I'll call out noises at the beginning of our podcast, but after that, you just kind of figure out what these noises are. Because I'm not going to edit all these out. I mean, <coughs> come on, I won't edit that out either. My goodness. So, I'm... I'm I'm not, you, you say there's no such thing as multitasking, but I'm actually, while we're talking, I'm looking there for... There isn't multitasking. Okay, but, so I'm looking for a auxiliary cord for adapter for my iPhone 8. Uh-huh. So I'm, of course, we, we buy things through Amazon all the time. Sure, Amazon's good. So here are my select shipping options. Okay. For this is you're buying a dongle. I think that's what is that that's a, don- what, that's a dongle. What, a dongle. Kind of sounds that like is a dirty a word. Nasty word. Isn't that it's an Australian a nasty word? Nasty word. A dongle. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I might. You got, you got a little problem with your dongle. <laughs> you got a little dongle on I your see, lip. Here's here's a Kleenex. You got a little dongle coming out of your nostril. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what's wrong with that dog's dongle? <laughs> <laughs> so here are my options. Hello. Department Free. of dongles. Free, two-day shipping. Get it Monday, February fifth. Okay, that's good. That's four or, days away. Or free, no rush shipping. Get it Monday, February fifth. So does that mean that the person who delivers it, if they take the second option, will be a relaxed person when they come in, and the person who delivers it, if it's the first option, will be very nervous and they'll slide in the door sideways. <laughs> Which I'm curious. I just saw your thumb flying back and forth. Which one did you do? Which which pick? I got the fifth. Yeah, they're both the fifth. Did I know. You, did you do the no rush, no hassle, no, no stress one? Oh, I did two day shipping. Two day, but the stressful two day shipping. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to stress over it. Somebody ought to. It's not my job. So you got the dongle. I did. Thank you. Your order has been placed. All right. That's because the eight the iPhone eight is really set up for wireless. I know headphones. And this, I wouldn't need an auxiliary if I could set up. A Bluetooth capability here on in my Z4, but it doesn't Z4. have it doesn't no. have that capability. It only gives you the auxiliary option. Yep. Not like my Porsche. Not like your Porsche, which is like it reads your mind when you get into it. Yeah. And it's all organized. I mean, you're kind of into the German car thing for a, I don't know for a Chamorro for a Pacific Guamanian Islander. Guy. Yeah, I you're know. Like, you're like the Germans, yeah. We like the cars that are always running and are always on time. Yeah, we painted it. It's nice. Come on in. Sit down. Hurry up. <laughs> You'll stand over there. <laughs> That's the German car. Even though these cars, the Z4s, are designed in Germany. Many parts manufactured all over the world. They are assembled in South Africa. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. But now they're in, uh, they have a plant in North Carolina. Same thing. South Carolina. South Carolina, Africa. South Africa. They Maybe they just took a left-hand turn. That child is not happy. Did oh. you hear that child? Well, would you be happy if you were wearing Crocs and a plaided Crocs. A plaid oh. jacket? What are you doing to your children? <sighs> so that brings me uh, this 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 is a perfect time, 
a good segue into what I want to talk about. All right. Social contracts and enforcing them. Because yeah. people, people don't, they don't have a clue sometimes. And if any of you know who I am, you know I am a social contract enforcer. You are definitely a social contract enforcer. For those of you who don't know what we mean by social contracts, by the way, and that's the state patrol walking by, talking loudly. <laughs> and we can hear them muttering about whatever they're muttering. There they go. The dog just looked at Donnie and put its nose in the air and walked away. So apparently you are not a threat. <laughs> he said, he looked with his nose, he put his nose up in the air because he thought, that little Asian guy driving a BMW Z4 convertible. I'm not Asian, people. Oh, that's drinking Sumatran coffee at the same Did you hear that, boo? I am not Asian. That's right. And not that I have anything against not Asians. I love right. Asians. Yeah. But I'm not Asian. You're not Asian. Right. Just for the record. For the record. Just get that. So straight. social contracts are a fascinating topic to think about. You know, cultures, workplace cultures, etc., are made up of rules. And that rules are only as good as our ability to enforce them. They're called norms in a culture. You know, what's normal around here. And then and then it's if, if you have a rule and you don't enforce it, then it's not a rule. Um, it's not a norm. There has to be norms come in pairs. There's the actual norm and then the reinforcing norm. If you, you know, if you, if the rule is you sneeze into the, into the crook of your arm instead of out into space, um, and you, and everyone knows that that's the rule and yet, yet you don't and you sneeze out across the table in a conference room and no one says anything to you, then the rule is that everyone else sneezes into their arm, but you don't see. Uh, but however, if you do sneeze out into space and someone says, dude, cover up that pie hole next time you sneeze. What is wrong with you? And then they hand you a tarp. To that is face. not what they mean when they say pie hole. Yeah, they mean your mouth. A pie hole is where you put pie. Okay. That is exactly what you mean. All right. Don't give me something to edit out here, Donnie. I'm just saying. A pie hole is You know, your a lot mouth. of people don't. Okay. We'll discuss Where that later. do you put pie? You don't put it in your ear. You don't put it in any other spot in your body. So when... Okay, never mind. When somebody says shut your pie hole, they mean shut your mouth. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, anyway, so you, what the, you thought you thought they meant shut your buttocks. <laughs> never mind. Shut Let's your arsehole. So the reason why people don't sneeze into their arm is because they don't want to get a kink in their neck. That's right. Well, actually, I think it was a plan devised by chiropractors. Because if you sneeze into your <laughs> arm really hard, you have to go see a chiropractor in order to be able to stand up. Oh, so it's kind of like. Um, the milk, uh, milk does a body good campaign. It's it doesn't do a body good, especially if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> cows don't drink milk. <laughs> what do cows drink? Water. <sighs> I wouldn't know that. You were a farm boy, aren't it'd be, you? It'd be kind of fun. No, it was a ranch. It'd be kind of fun to actually. Uh, Actually, ask somebody someday. What's that white substance we do we drink for breakfast? What's that? We put it on our cereal. Let's say milk. Oh, what's your favorite kind of milk? And I say, well, I kind of like two percent milk. I like chocolate milk. And you say, what do cows drink? And they'll say, milk. <laughs> Try it. Try it next time you want it. The party is getting boring. Try it. It helps. Um, it helps if you're like two or three. If I deep. do that at a party, I probably won't ever be invited back again. How many parties have you been kicked out of in your life? Um. Hmm. Never. Well, I mean, 
out of a club. Oh, you I've been kicked out of a club. I've been kicked out of a club. Not a bar, a club. No, I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a bar. Mm -mm. I'm well behaved because I abide by the social contracts. Yeah, you follow the rules. I follow yeah. the rules. I and, do. and so this is an interesting topic because, you know, all organizations, all cultures and all subcultures have these rules called norms. And a social contract is a kind of a grouping of those rules. It's like when you put them all together. A social contract is an implicit contract between you and me in a group about how it's supposed to work around here. You know, an example of a social contract is uh, um, if you're walking up to a door and, and you open the door and someone's coming up behind you as well, you hold the door open for them. And mm -hmm. they walk through and they say thank you and you say you're welcome. You're welcome. And if you're from the Pacific Northwest where we are... Um, very polite, pseudo polite. Actually, right. we're yeah. polite on the surface, right? Pseudo polite. We will say, "Have a good day." Yeah, and have they a good say, day. "You tell," and then they go off, and and that's just a social contract. Right? <laughs> Is that how they say that's, it? You tell. I'm picturing the person walking in, <laughs> probably white hair, arthritic knuckles, clutching her purse in front of her, for fear that I, this weirdo, oh. will. So would you hold the door open for uh, you see you see in the reflection of the window of the door uh, you see an old woman or old man walking up using a walker and they're taking oh, forever to mm -hmm. get to the door yeah. are you going to stand there and I do a quick ballistics calculation okay I do a quick velocity calculation and arc to determine do they have enough force first of all and life force to make it to the door before they croak That's so you do thing. all this in your head instantaneously okay instantaneously okay so that means if they are if they are moving at a very slow rate of speed and they're at the edge of the zone you all know what that is yeah the zone is that space it's like 10 feet it's yeah it's something like that if somebody's inside of the zone you are obligated by social contract to hold the door open for them but it, but 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 if you are a real patient person such as myself you will i will wait i will wait you would wait okay hey, we're Donnie, gonna Donnie's gonna start the car we're gonna get on the ferry and continue this conversation you're gonna hear some clunking noises all kinds of fast okay. stuff so here we go here we go listen to this Ooh, rev the engine a little bit and turn off your freaking fan here <laughs> there we go Ooh, let's hear it rev the engine just a little bit turn up the gain so he can hear this really well. Good. Now do it. Ooh, that is a sweet sound. Oh, I love this car. Yeah. yeah. So that's the zone. Um, you'll hear some driving noises as we hop on the ferry and, and then we'll probably talk all the way across the ferry. Um, so now we're going into gear. There we go. Um, Hopefully this does not fall. Yeah, you follow. Like that, <laughs> like that name of that lake in... Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Lake Eufaula. I actually, I actually uh, was so fascinated by the name of that man-made lake. It's E U F A U L A, Eufaula, Lake Eufaula. Don't you guys wonder what the name of the motel or the hotel on the side of that lake would be? It would be, of course. Look it up. I found it. The Lake Eufaula Inn. I want that T-shirt. And we're back. Yeah. This is what I deal with on a daily basis. We Squirrel. have, we have, we're talking about a particular topic, and the doctor tends to go sideways. I do yeah. all the time. It's yeah. hard to. So it's I don't know if he. I don't know your mind. Right, and, and focus. That, I think that's why you do that to see if I'm paying attention to what you're saying. What because there, are, there, <laughs> there are times where you'll do that, and 
and um, I'll have to cover up and say, let me get back to you with an answer. Because you don't even have a clue. You weren't listening. You right. stopped listening because I took a left-hand turn. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so, a recent blog post. This was a fun story about just to see how well I can read you. Mm. Uh, I, I, I have a blog post. It comes out about every, almost every week. Sometimes I miss a week, but I wrote a blog post this morning. I wonder why you miss a week. About, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a blog, uh, I wrote a post this morning and, and edited it, getting ready to post it. And, uh, and I mentioned it to Donnie and we were driving, uh, from a meeting with some friends and clients this morning and said, uh, so I, my new blog post, you, I, the blog post is up. He's driving. I glance over at him and I said, you want me to read it to you? And nothing. He just stares forward out the window. But internally, <laughs> internally, I was like, I was like, um, oh, I don't want you to read nothing. No, don't, I don't read want a blog post to me. somebody to read you a 20-minute blog. It's about 11 minutes, but still, but that's still, a social contract. See? No, somebody, the way you will read it to me, it'll be like a you're telling me a bedtime story, and so it will take longer. Once upon a time. That's yeah. the voice when you read my blog post. I'd rather read it myself. Yeah, you can find the blog post. That's on a social contract website. right there. Yeah, that that's you just... why I told the story because it's an illustration of a social contract. When someone comes up to you and says, hey, hey, I want you to read something. And they stand there while you read it. And it's a novel from Tolstoy. I mean, come on. <laughs> social contra contract this while I stab you in the kidneys. <laughs> or in Get the throat. Get away from me. In, in the, the throat. throat. I'll just punch you in the throat. <laughs> kick you in the dongle. <laughs> Get away from me. If I want to read it, I'll read it. I'll Thank kick you, you in the pie hole. Thank you very much. I appreciate and I appreciate very much the recommendation. I will read it, at least the first two or three sentences, to determine what kind of human being you are and what kind of judgment you That's have. That's just like telling uh, telling someone about a movie that you want oh, to go see. Right. Right? And yeah. you, you give it away. You give the plot away and oh, everything. Oh, have you seen the movie? And then they start telling you everything about the movie. I haven't seen it. Are you going to see Yeah, I'm going to. And then they tell you the movie, right? That's You'll hear some bumping around here. Right? So we're going, the ferry. Yeah, we're going on to the ferry right now. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, we're, we're going to be going on over some tracks here. So This is absolutely oh, beautiful. Just if you wonder. There we go. I could have paused this, but I want you to have the experience of riding in a Z4 out over saltwater in the Puget Sound. It is absolutely This thing's going to fall. It's Lake Eufaula. It's yeah. it's partly uh, partly cloudy, um, and we're probably which is normal, we, like fifty degrees. <laughs> we're in the norm. winter, so it's about fifty this degrees. Is normal, just under fifty degrees. It's not raining, and uh, everything is blue and blue and a little bit of gray and a little bit of green. And the water is water's kind of being whipped up with a little bit of wind, and we are entering on the ferry, the Puyallup. Or, or as some people say, or as some people say, pull you up, pull, pull you, pull it up, pull up, the Puyallup. Oh, I'm so glad we have people here directing us where to go on the ferry. Oh, yeah, that's all they do. They it's amazing they that they get paid that kind of money. Yeah, it is stunning to me. It is stunning to me. And now this guy's telling us you got to go way over here. Oh, it's so interesting. I'm fascinated by this work these guys do. Yeah. And I do wonder what they get paid. You know they get paid. I good. mean, if you're if you're a ferry worker, I'm sure you do work. It just doesn't look like it when we get ever we get on here. It just never looks like it. There, we shut it off. Okay. I may have to edit this out because it's so incredibly loud with this back into its container so it doesn't fall. Sorry about that. I will definitely edit this part out. 
There we go. Here. There. You fall it down. Okay, we're back. Now we are actually on the ferry. And <clears throat> we'll continue our conversation. What are you opening the door for? So I turn on my lights. Oh, okay, go ahead. All right, we are now on the ferry. You can hear vehicles coming on all around us here. So we were talking about <clears throat> social contracts and, and uh, people breaking the social contract. And that is, um, a social contract is an agreement we've all made. You know, I'll hold the door open for you. You say thank you, that kind of thing. And they're kind of sophisticated, these social contracts. It's really interesting. But what's fascinating to me about any kind of a culture, workplace culture or not, is that these social contracts are only as good as the ability to enforce them. There has to be an enforcement side to it. You can't just put a social contract in place and just expect that because a norm or an expectation is in place that everyone's just going to follow it. No, it doesn't work that way. It has to be enforced. By the way, oh, life lesson. I think our our federal and state and local legislators ought to actually um, pay attention to this simple concept. Just because you make a law doesn't mean people are going to follow it. Most of the time, people aren't going to change anything they do just because you make a law. It's amazing to me. And we're back. <clears throat> so all of this, let's get down to the point of our podcast today as we, as we set sail across the Puget Sound out to the peninsula and the mountains on the other side here. The point of this conversation, as Donnie has brought it up, is that we have social contracts that have to come in pairs. Has to be the, there has to be the contract that includes what you do and what happens if you don't. And there's something else. For social contract to work, there have to be enforcers. There have to be people who step up and enforce the social contract. There, there are a few of those around. We need them. They're scattered like cayenne pepper in the stew of our cultures. And I am sitting next to one of the social contract enforcers par excellence. That <laughs> is Donnie Andrew Kitigua the first. The Reverend Dr. Donnie Andrew Kitigua. Andrew Andrew the second. Whatever. That's his full name. He's got more letters in his name than I've written in my entire life. <clears throat> so I'm sitting next to this this person who is a an enforcer par excellence. Donnie? Yeah. Talk about how you think about this. It's what it's been fascinating for me to watch as we travel. I'm really intrigued, interested, mostly entertained. Talk about how you think about this and what do you do? Well, I don't know if I think about it. It's just a natural reaction. I when when people break social contracts and I witness it, I I tend to get irritated and. It's like, it's like tying your shoe. You should know how to tie your shoe. Um, and so when you, for example, open a door, you're being polite, courteous, opening the door for somebody, letting them go through, you expect them to say thank you. Right. I get bent out of shape when people don't say thank you. Because I, I made it a, a kind gesture for me to do that. I didn't have to open the door for them. I could have just walked in before them. Oh, and just from New Jersey. Right. Yeah. 
But when they don't say thank you, I give them a, there's a little bit of a window I give them. Yeah. You know, to a couple say thank seconds. You. Yeah. Three, two, one, and then you say, You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> How hard They're is They're silent that? as they walk through the door. You smile, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. You're welcome. I've watched it happen many it's, times. It's frustrating it's and it, it's rude and I've, it makes them, from from my point of view, I feel like I'm not here to service your day yep. by opening doors for yep. you at your convenience. I'm being polite. I'm being generous. I'm being kind. I cannot count the number of times <clears throat> where you have said to people in out in public in my presence, rude. Yeah. Yeah. Well... But like you said, it is uh, social contracts come in pairs. Yep. If you never say anything, they're never gonna know yep. that what they're doing is breaking a social so contract. So you are you are doing a, the public a service. I am, and I should be getting paid for that. You are well. You're gonna have to pay it forward. Is what well, you're gonna have to do. Well, I do pay it forward. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's what you call that, right? Pay I it do. forward. No, I do. I do pay it forward. So there's been some really interesting research over the years about social contracts and what people say they would do when a social contract is violated and what they actually do when a social contract is violated. It's very interesting stuff. <clears throat> some of the research has to do with um, uh, movie lines, for example. You might be able to find some of this. Just Google Scholar and cutting in line at movie theaters. Uh, go to Google Scholar and look for research in what people would do about cutting in line at movie theaters. We were involved in some of that early research. Fascinating stuff. And it's really kind of in the world of what we call behavioral economics. <clears throat> this is an example of, of uh, what Donnie would do, or maybe one of you who are a social contract enforcer. And good for you. You should do it. It's very important. So imagine you're standing in line at a movie theater, um, and uh, somebody comes up and cuts in line in front of you. Oh. And you've been waiting. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> You've been waiting in line because it's a movie you would look forward to seeing, and you know that there's limited seats and uh, getting ready to get in. Somebody cuts in line in front of you. When people are asked in advance of doing that, what would you do? Everyone, almost everyone, you know, it's in the high 80s, 80% says, oh, yeah, I'd say something. Even asked, what would you say? They'd say, oh, I would say something. Excuse me, sir, the line, the line forms behind. We've been standing in line. That's what almost everyone says that they would actually do, right? And, Donnie, you, would, you say you would do that too. I would, yeah. I wouldn't be very nice, though. Well, then we actually get these same people, and we put them in line. And uh, this, this, by the way, has been, this research has been conducted hundreds and hundreds of times. replicates almost exactly the same results every time. Same people, we ask them what would they do. And then we put them in line, and then we have somebody come in and step in front of them. And these are actors, of course, who step in, and uh, that's what graduate students are for. And uh, step, in line, <laughs> <laughs> step in line in front of them. And, uh, and the people almost never say anything directly or indirectly to the person in front of them. They roll their eyes, they step back, they sigh, they may look at the person behind them, may hope someone else will say, and then they justify, they get irritated, and then they talk about the person who cut in line after they get all the way through the line and they're in their theater seats, theater seats. Then they sit down and say something like, just see that goober who cut in line. Almost nobody. In fact, it's less than 10% of people actually say something. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. So we, even though people say, they, even though they say, oh yeah, I would say so. So then other research, can, it continues. Now, there's a lot of details about how this research is done, but uh, I'll get to the point. People are then taught, what do you say in a situation where you need to enforce a social contract? And they perceive it as conflict and that sort of thing. What do you actually say? 
Um, so we, we teach people that what you do is start by asking a question. And you ask the question, sir, did you know that the line forms back there? Yeah, I knew that. Did you know that we've all been standing in line waiting for a limited number of tickets? Yeah, I knew that. Did you know that I'm going to choke you or punch you in the throat? Now, that third step is probably not recommended. Well, you're very patient because I wouldn't even ask one or two. You would just say? The line starts back there. Oh, you should see his face, too, when he said that. It's very good. And he looks straight at the, I've seen him do this. The line starts back there. And they just stares at him. And then people slowly step away. They back away. Yeah. Like you say, I go all Jackie Chan. I don't want to fight. They go all Jackie well, Chan. Yeah. That's racist. That's not racist. I'm not it's even accurate. Asian. I'm no, not even Asian. Not. Can't you find a, a celebrity that is uh, Pacific Islander, like there The are, Rock? There are no martial arts Pacific Islander You don't have to have martial arts. Right. The Rock is a wrestler. Okay, we'll call you Dwayne. Do you want me to call you Dwayne Johnson sure. from this point forward? The Rock. Who wouldn't want to be Dwayne? Who wouldn't want what to be What a cool guy, all yeah. right? Yeah, yeah what yeah. a cool guy. I would imagine He's he would Islander. say something. He would. Well, he wouldn't have to say anything. He'd just have to give you the look the and look. raise oh, his eyebrow. raise one eyebrow. And that I do work. that. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I could be the mini You rock. could be the mini rock. What would we call you? Pebble. Pebble. <laughs> no. That would work. No. No, we won't. Okay. No, I, w- I wouldn't even waste my time. I mean... I guess it's kind of redundant, right? When I when when we talk about breaking the social contract, and when somebody, maybe who is just unaware, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt, and they cut. Maybe they're just unaware. But in a sense, I am breaking a social contract by just automatically making the assumption that he knew that he's cutting. And that's why we start with a question. I, um, my favorite question to start with is, "How do you live with yourself?" <laughs> So it's a genuine question. That's not say disrespectful. That? I say it with that accent. Hey, hey! And I thump them in the back of the head. When they turn around, I thump them in the forehead with my knuckle on my right hand index finger. Thump, thump, thump. How do you live with yourself? Oh, jeez. And then I say, in my country, the line forms to the rear. Social contract this, you goobs. <laughs> So there's probably a respectful way. I hope you understand that much of what I've been saying here is is sarcastic fonts intended. But right? they get the idea. They get the concept of social contracts. And everybody deals with social contracts every single day. Yep. And when you see a social contract being violated, start with a question to the person directly. That's the best way to go. I'm suggesting that you that you play the role that Donnie plays as the social contract enforcer, but how about dialing it up a notch <laughs> because we would live in civilized society and just start with a question. Well, hey, you sir, know, did you know? But I'm a direct communicator, so... Well, questions are direct communication as well. So, They're very I'm, direct. I'm not, I'm, I'm not passive-aggressive. I'm, I'm very direct in my communication. Yes, you are. You are definitely direct yeah. in your communication. So there you have it. Social contracts. Social contracts are everywhere. Be aware they are agreements you and I make about how the world works around us and we all just fall into them but sometimes folks for whatever set of unknown reasons to themselves or others break social contracts when we get um maybe we'll continue this at another time because i have so many stories of people breaking social contracts that it's hard to explain on a podcast you have to see the doctor acting at reenacting the situation and how I react 
to people breaking the social contract. So oh, maybe fun. we'll continue this. Maybe we'll do an actual video podcast um, at one time, at one point. Maybe we'll do that. But we have tons of, of stories because we travel so much that I, I'm sure you'll get a kick out of. We could probably write a book about all the social contracts. Social contracts. Oh, yeah. How to navigate the landmine of social contracts. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, the stories. Oh. I'm thinking of the bubble, the story. I'm thinking of, yeah, this is the line. I'm thinking that story. I'm thinking of the, excuse me, we're all getting on the same plane story. That's another really good one. I'm thinking of the, did you just roll your eyes at me? What? Who does that? That's another story. I could keep going. These are all stories that are illustrations of Donnie, the social contract sheriff. (laughs) Oh, I'm so proud of that. It's My mom and dad raised a good guy. Yeah, your brother Ken's a pretty sharp guy. And we didn't lose you there. I left the con- <laughs> I left the silence in just for effect because okay. of the look on his face. He was thinking. He was going through the Rolodex in his mind of sarcastic. Well, I was just comments. thinking. You know, first you left me out, but then you also left seven other siblings out. Yeah. Yeah who will probably listen to our podcast. Ken probably yeah. won't even listen to this. I don't think he has electricity, does he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he is older, like you. He, he's a couple years older than me, isn't he? Just a couple. Just a couple, yeah. yeah. But he's got that, you know, that Pacific Island skin, yeah. so he, he does younger. You can hear the fairy overhead, the, the fairy voice, which is recorded, telling us and all. And it's an irritating voice. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm being nagged at. Listen to this. I'll turn up the gain just for a second so you can hear it. In the event that the ship were emergency, signals will be sounded on the ship's general alarm, followed by the same signals on the ship's whistle. So, I really don't care. I mean, you know in, a, in the event of a shipboard emergency, no one's going to listen to that. Here's a talk about social contracts. We all tune these out. This is just like going to the, uh, hopping on an airplane. Yeah, but the exits I mean, are here, 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 here. If you need to use them, you're probably going to be dead already. Why don't they end their statements with stupid? Because that's how it comes across. Stupid. Stupid. Ah, social contracts. Ah, think about them today a little bit. Notice them. And notice whenever somebody violates a social contract, what do you want to actually do? Um, do you are you just going to sit back and stew about it, or are you going to step forward? If it matters, are you going to step forward and say, "Hey, excuse me," with a question, so that a person knows they've violated a social contract? And uh, if you're not willing to do that, then maybe the social contract is actually one that doesn't truly exist. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I hope the background noises were somewhere between annoying and entertaining. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening to us. Um, it's fun. We have a good time, and I hope that you found at least one moment valuable in here, and I hope you saw yourself in here, and uh, <clears throat> because we might have been talking about you one or two times. That's right. So, hey, if you like this podcast and all the other ones in the uh, HQ School of Leadership series, then um, share it with other people. Uh, give us a like, and in the comment section, um, feel free to leave a comment, uh, but I'm not going to read them. Um, hey, well, how, you know, people don't know what the HQ series stands for. Yeah. Oh, they don't. You see the logo on this. I know, but yeah, but they don't. They don't know what the HQ. They stands know you for. as Donnie and D. Or Do you Donnie. think that they could figure it out? Or should we just let them figure it out? They might think it's headquarters or yeah, they might. you know corporate or corporate office. But it means Hicks and Kitigua. Hicks Kitigua. That's right. It's his last name and my last name. You can figure out which is which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fit our last names, don't we?
We do. We do. Hey, have a great day, and thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks for listening to HQ from the School of Leadership. That was fun. For more, check out dhicks.com. That's D-E-H-I-C-K-S.com, where you'll find other podcasts, resources, and books to help you on your way. Have a great day.